No, no. Same company, but different. Different teams. Different teams, different groups. No, not really competing, but. No, but every, I was checking the Vivint app every day at their <laughs> office to make sure that they weren't outselling me. Yeah. <laughs> Always competition. Even within, yeah. within the company, there's probably the biggest competition. Oh, so. yeah, because we could see what everybody was doing, and uh, yeah, it was fun. You guys were a motivation to me that first summer. That's fun. I'm serious. That's awesome. I was always looking at every night to see how many you guys sold. That's awesome. <laughs> What's up, guys? Mitch here uh, with Origin Stories. Super stoked to uh, have a really good friend on the podcast that's been doing pretty pretty amazing things. Um, his name's McCray Hepler. So, Max, excited to have you. Thanks for having me, dude. Appreciate he, it. He uh, He's kind of getting known as like in the sports world, Adrian Waj, right? <laughs> so Adrian Wojnowski, anyone who follows sports, he's the guy that knows everything that's going on in sports. Like he he finds out, you know, injuries that happen first, big contracts, and he, he sends them out on Twitter. McCray's kind of that guy with within St. George, Utah. So he's pretty cool to, pretty cool to watch, which we'll dive into. Yeah, it's been fun. So he does videos and and he even puts Mac hashtag Mac bombs at the bottom. Woj bomb. Woj bomb. That so. was that was uh that was from Woj. For yeah. Sure. How cool is that? So, so I'm a big sports guy. But yeah, big sports guy, big LeBron <laughs> guy. Yes, sir. So make your case. Let's do a quick case with LeBron. LeBron versus Jordan. I, like I said, I LeBron love LeBron all day long. <laughs> I had Mason Sawyer in here, who's who's uh, like I said he his knowledge in the game where I think you're right up there with him. In how much you study, so yeah, LeBron all day, LeBron all day. We could have that discussion, but we'll <laughs> save th- we'll save that for another day. That's awesome, but yeah. So you let, let's get into your story, which I'm excited that the purpose of this podcast is origin stories, where we talk about life, business, and real estate, which you check all those off. Yeah, love all three. Yeah, like you're very <laughs> passionate in all three. So let's start with your family. Yeah, so my family, I've got, uh, I've been married for six years, uh, just over six years to my wife, Shan. Nice. Uh, She, you know, 2015 was actually a really life-changing, or like, uh, it's almost like two different worlds, or your life goes in phases and seasons, right? And I feel like since 2015, after I met Shan, it was like, we were pretty much inseparable from there, and a lot of my life decision-making uh, really got honed in and has been like almost the foundation of, of my business success because before that, and I did have success, we'll get into like knocking doors and being all over the country. And, but when you're a single guy and that's happening and then you start, you know, you invest in a business here and my life was just kind of like all over the place. And once I found her and it was just like, I, that, that was my rock. Right. Um, we waited five years to have kids. We had our, our first daughter, Coco. Such uh, a cool name. I love that. 18 months. And it's like every phase gets better. But this phase right now at 18 months, walking, talking, like it's just, it's the funnest. We had a really fun summer this year. It's cool. Um, we got number two on the way, October, right around October 11th. Another um, girl. Another girl on the way. Let's go. So, and then we got two that. dogs, Scotty and Rosie, that are also uh, girls. So I'm... I'm surrounded by women. It's great. <laughs> That's a good thing for you. No, I love what you said, and it's funny because I have some sales reps every year. Um, obviously, I do door-to-door, and you know that, but there's 
one Sam Bird. Every year there's some, and he's 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 my top sales rep, and he doubled his production this year. And people say how that's how, insane. People say how did he do it? He's engaged. Really? <laughs> so you talk about finding oh, the right one and being honed in and how your focus. The focus is so important. It's crazy, right? And I just remember, you know, before I met her, it was like, and even just it, just all the all the the habits that you create. Sometimes when you don't really have a structure and it's just you, you know, 3 a.m. Alberto's burritos. Yeah, you're just kind of going by the seat of your uh, pants more, you especially know? in the off season. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> like, sure. you know, and and so like when you have that when you have that other person, and it's like, I go to bed at like 9:30, 10 o'clock, and I have since, and, and before that it was just kind of like I was all over the place. Yeah, and so the little habits and the little, I, I'm not really a. Uh, uh, like I'm not a creature of habit. I like going to new places. I like yeah. eating new restaurants. I like a variety, right? And um, so, I, so in business, one thing I've had to really create systems to make it so that I, uh, like you know, with my financials and different different things yeah. to make up make make myself more regimen. Uh, yeah. But even just having her because she is that. Um, it's cool. Has been She's like a an huge accountability help. partner. Yeah. For sure. So such a big tip right there to, to everyone. Find a find a spouse that gets you to level up. Because yeah. yeah, the chances you you do everything at a higher level go up a lot. Totally. Hundred percent. So let's talk. You you graduate high school. Yeah. Um went on a mission, right? I did. Where'd you go? Went to Mexico. Mexico. Tempico, that's Tamaulipas. Right. Very cool. Um come back and you you get into the, the summer sales. Yeah. Yeah, so initially, before the mission, I worked at All Connect. I was one of the very first of our crowd, like our age group from my age to your age yeah, and and above, and I guess down to, uh, there was a lot of guys that ended up working at All Connect, but me and Elijah Owens, Elijah Love Earl, Elijah. Um, we started there on his, on his 18th birthday, and you had to be 18 to work there. And I was just going to work there to my mission. Nice. And that's where I first got. I had a few jobs in high school. And I'm, I've always been a competitive person. Uh, and so, like, I had a busing job at Red Mountain Resort. And my goal was to make more tips than all the other busers. And, and so awesome. I just were, I, I wanted to outwork them. But, I, but the All Connect was my first sales position. And coming out of high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Uh, but All Connect really just opened up what was possible because there's like a two-week training in there and i remember people would come in off the sales floor and train us and stuff and i would always be like man those guys i don't know how they sell so much and then once me and once me and elijah got out on the floor and we were kind of each other's accountability partner too awesome we would drive to work together we would you know we'd we'd have our routine like we'd be like bumping it was like seven in the morning so we'd be like bumping rap music on the way in and just getting like hyped up to getting go hyped sales. to go do sales and i really got passionate uh because we started making pretty good money for 18 year old 18 year old kids uh and then we ended up not loving the call center after after a while but uh i ended up going on a mission and came back and i initially was i got back in april of 2011 yeah and so I knew that people would come back and go do door to door. And I knew that that was something that I wanted to do. But since I had just got home in April, I just didn't really have it in my, in my sights. Like want to be with family. Right away. Yeah, I want to be a family. And so I enrolled at Dixie State. I had a job at Foot Locker because I'm a shoe head, and that's where I would do my homework at night. And then I worked at Jimmy John's uh, with Elijah, funny enough. Uh, Elijah's always been a 
really big part of my life. And so I was doing uh, deliveries at Jimmy John's during, I'd go to school in the morning, deliveries with Jimmy John's during the day. And then at night, I would go and go to Foot Locker and do my homework pretty Jeez. much and watch, watch On sports. On that grind. And, uh, and so, and then that fall, I was at Dixie, I was at Hanson Stadium. Then it was a football, it was Delta versus Desert Hills, I think, in the playoffs or something. And Curtis Peterson, who I had served my mission with, uh, one of my good friends, was there. I just ran into him. And he had told me he went out with Vivint. Now, at this point, I had talked to, Heward, uh, he was in, uh, or not Heward. I, I had talked to, well, I talked to Heward, but I talked to someone in pest control and I remember being pretty sold on pest control because at that, when I, when I was looking into it, everyone was like, Oh, you gotta do pest because it's an easier sell and you don't have to be shady. If you go alarms, they're all shady <laughs> and it's really hard to sell. Yeah. And so in my brain, initially, I'm like, well, I'm not a shady guy. If I'm going to sell something, like, I can't fake it. I, yeah. I have to believe, believe in, in it. it. And so initially, I was I was actually signed kind of with Moxie. And then I met Curtis, or I saw Curtis at the game, and Curtis is like, hey, or we were talking. I said, what you been doing? Because he got home from the mission a year before me. And he's like, oh, I just went out with Vivint uh, and sold alarms. And I'm like, you went with Vivint? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like. Well, aren't you sp don't you have to be shady to sell Vivint? <laughs> and it, I'm like, is you're not you're like the least shady guy I know. And he's like, no. And so we talk, and he killed it his first summer. That's awesome. Uh, got me in touch with Trevor Maddox, uh, Dusty Wynn, who those three became really good friends of mine. And uh, I and when I met with Trevor, we were talking about like what my ultimate goals were, and I was like, I would love to own an NBA team at some point. He's like, well, if you want to do that, it's pretty hard, pretty hard goal. Right. And I said, yeah, he's like, do you think doing easy things will get you to that goal? And I said, so no. And he's like, then why would you go for the easier sell? And I was like, you got me. <laughs> I'll sign right now. That's pretty good. So good anyway, close right there. It was a good close. And so I ended up going out to Southern California for a weekend trip. I made more that weekend than I had at Jimmy John's and Foot Locker for the f past four or five months. And I was like, I'm, I'm in. And that's how my career started with Vivint. And it's awesome. And I love the door to door game because of everything you learn. You know, I created my first LLC there, all the books, all the, just the mindset, the people you're around, the, the grit, you know, getting dropped off that first summer on the, on a corner. And people don't know until they do it, huh? No, they don't. Like they can't relate so, what it takes and how, how it helps you level up yeah. in, in all those ways. Yeah, what, about, so, what about the connections, too? You touched on that a sec, but the people you meet within the door, oh, door yeah. industry. And I still, like... Isn't it crazy? Uh, my Instagram my, like, is flooded with all the guys that I sold with back in the day that yeah. are either you know still crushing it, like you, or that have gone out and, and done incredible things since then. I'm still connected just here in town. There's, there's quite a few guys. So it's, it's really cool because it, you know, it, it's, it's who you surround yourself with that matters the most. And it's who, it's who, you know, in life, like so big good. deal. So question, why, why, which you touched on a lot of it just barely, but why should someone do sales? So many reasons. Uh, but the opportunity that you provide that you give yourself to learn not only so much to learn about yourself uh for money. one 
and but then to learn how to communicate with people, how to, you know, how to be an entrepreneur because and how to how to just, uh, you know, gain that that grit, gain so the the just the mindset of not being like you're on your own. Yeah, you're you are working for a company when you're doing door to door sales for the most part, but you're on your own. If you get dropped off or if you're out in your area and you decide to go to McDonald's, you can do that. You can do that, but you're not making any money. It's all on you. Yes. And that's one thing that, like, I saw a girl the other day uh, on St. George Word of Mouth on Facebook. I've been saying this quite a bit lately. She was out selling banana bread with her six-month-old baby in her hand. She posted, hey, I'm at Costco. I've I've got banana bread. I've seen that. Uh, Come by. She has been absolutely killing it. And I post, we went, we've bought quite a bit from her and I, I posted, I said, this is the exact mindset that more people need to have in their, their, you know, job opportunities, wages there, they might not be great, but you can go create your own thing if you really want to. She started making banana bread. She knew where to post it and where to get, so, where to get such customers. Cool and now she's in the, she's at pop drinks like every week now. She like, can't. She can't and, make banana bread fast and, enough now. Uh, right. She's at the downtown's farmers market. I mean, it's it's so cool. And so that that's type cool. of mindset when you're on the doors, and I think that's valuable for anybody in 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 any capacity of life. What I loved about your answer is you didn't even say money. Isn't that crazy? It, yeah. Like once you do sales, like and I try like when I'm telling people about this job, I'm like, money's a byproduct. It is. And that's experience. that's true. I didn't honestly, money didn't even cross my mind. You didn't even brain. cross your mind, right? Like, how cool is that? Like, that's what fires the, me up about sales and the and the, the growth that, that yeah. takes place. And and obviously, like you said, money is a is a byproduct, and money is a necessity to live, so right? Good. But if you if you don't even think about that, and if you think about everything else that you're earning on the doors, and that is just a a byproduct of what you're what you're out there doing. If you can have that mindset, that will carry so far rather than I got to make all this money so I can go home and I can buy this car or I can do whatever, you know. Yeah. Your mindset is okay, this is all this money I can go invest in real estate or I can yep. and that's what I wish that I would done oh I would have what I would have done earlier. I wasn't blowing money, but I also started my I could have started my real estate career a few few years earlier and that's one thing that I would tell people if you are in the door to door game and you are making this money that you come home and in, in October you get a big fat check like don't waste that money figure out how to get into real estate get like, into it, real estate yes yeah, so good so so how did so obviously that that journey ends and you get into title yeah so I spent Vivian, I did summers uh, 2011 to 2015. In 2000, my after my second summer, I uh, or right before my second summer, I think, um, yeah, it was right before my second summer. I uh, I had some friends at a gym here, and two of them were, they were, they were uh, there was a few dynamics. One was leaving, and they needed someone to buy him out and i didn't want to run a gym i didn't i wanted a you know a passive income opportunity which is now i know is real estate right but i wanted a, a passive income opportunity and so i was going to be a silent investor and so i bought in i immediately went out and sold so my income was still you know still vivant and then yeah. when i came home that fall it really kind of turned into a day job and turned into you know we were going to create this big 
this big gym and and ultimately it was never my thing um but i we we put all the efforts into that it's a really tough it's a tough business um but that kept me here in st george more because the next summer i actually had told vivant uh so this might have been my third i can't remember the the years but blend together but um i was i had actually told vivant i'm quitting and i'm going to stay in st george full time and but because we had some investors lined up here and anyway it kind of all fell apart so i was like well i got to keep you know i got to make money so i am going to go back out and sell and my my uh my deal with vivant was that i was going to come home once a month and check on the gym just to make sure everything was going going smooth so i drove out to arkansas that's where we were northwest arkansas the second best place in the country behind St. George. Um, loved that place. We were there for three summers. Awesome. And I, didn't, I didn't know that you loved Arkansas uh, so much. It was uh, unbelievable. Northwest Arkansas is, I have, I, I bought a uh, rental there two years ago. Sick. And uh, I wish I had bought some while I was there. That's my biggest regret because uh, that place is amazing. But anyway, so I come home, I drive out, I'm there for a couple of weeks. I come home uh, around the 1st of June and when I come home, I flew home and I went to just see my mom at her office. My mom's been in in our t- the title industry since before I was born, and was working for a title company. And so I cu- I walk in her office and they're packing up the office and and having to move downstairs because they were the her they, basically they were being taken over by another title company because of some litigation stuff. Um, long story short, and so I asked her. She didn't hadn't told me any of the story. Yeah. And I said, what's going on? She tells me the story and how she doesn't really feel good. She doesn't like change anyway. Yeah. And she had been with this company for 17 years and, you know, had her her people and there was new people from Salt Lake coming in and she just didn't feel like she could totally trust them. And so I said, the first thing out of my mouth was, why don't we just start our own? You've been doing this for almost 30 years you know all the you know all the inside you know all the inside and outs everyone loves you in this industry that i've ever talked to it's awesome you are the definition of a workhorse you own your job you might as well own the company if you you know if you're going to produce at the level that you produce and you know her first thing was well you can't just start a title company and i said well everybody else has at some point you know there's quite a few here in town so let me just let me just look into it See what if it, it takes. If, see what it takes. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And long story short, back in, we were back and forth for about two months. But long story short, in August, right before August, we met uh, the, our two partners with Eagle Gate that had three offices up north. What year is this? This is 2015. Cool. So this was the year that my life changed. Yep. Because this was the year I, I met Shan shortly after that, a few months after that. And really is when like my life all you know, came together as, as I see it now. And so that was August of 2000. That was August 10th. We just had our eight year anniversary and it was like the perfect basically. Cause basically what I told her, I said, you just keep doing you. We brought in over some of her assistants cool. that she had as well. I said, nothing will change in your world. Nothing. I'll run the business. I'll run the marketing financials. Just trust me, and if it doesn't work out, you have ten title companies calling you asking you to come Bad work for them. Yeah, and this is—I'm 25. This is not. This is not like it, if it flops, I can go do something else. So I think I think uh, it'd be cool for you to to just briefly explain because I didn't it, I didn't know even when I got into real estate. What the heck is title? Yeah, right? like most people don't. What so? 
a real estate transaction goes down, what's your role? So the funny thing is no one, no one really, uh, I don't say, I shouldn't say no one. Very few people understand the, what title is. And what's funny is once you do understand that it's literally everything in, in, yeah. in, in real estate, the, the appreciation, uh, and I know you appreciate your title guys, uh, but even if you don't understand fully, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people For just sure. think that we just put together some papers and have you sign it, and you and just I, click and a button, just and click some yeah. buttons, and off Which you go. Which everyone does, and they don't even understand what it is. So really and quick, so yeah, say, quickly, say what it is. The county records have a chain of title where, from the very beginning of that that lot, that the where the house is, yeah. Everything is on a chain of title that as you transfer uh, from one owner to the next, there's a bunch of different things. Essentially, we do a title search that confirms who the owner is uh, and uh, all the different, the, the, basically the story of the property. If so there's any legitimize, you legitimize everything. Legitimize. About so it. we create our product is the title commitment, was, which basically shows this is the owner, this is what the owner owes, this is what the owner has to pay off in, in order to transfer title. There's easements. There's uh, basically just the whole story of the property, okay. and then from and then from there, we put together all the all the closing docs. We do HOA like we pay, do HOA payoffs. We do t uh, property tax payoffs. We do all all types of payoffs. We're working with lenders if there's like a mortgage lender involved. All the numbers for the buyer. Uh, on their closing disclosure, and then then buyers or, and sellers come into our office to sign. We get all the money into our account from the buyer, and then we record it with the county, which makes the the makes the new homeowner, new landowner, official. Yep. And then at that point, we disperse out the money to the seller, to the HOA, to the insurance, to the property taxes, uh, and there's basically, like, there's the a end, lot behind it. The end. We're the very end. So, yeah. You know, one thing we always preach to our team is like. A real estate transaction can be pretty crazy. It can be a three-day cash close, and it's like it's fast and it's stressful, but it's quick. Or it can be a sixty-day, a ninety-day, or six-month, you know, new new yeah. build. And sometimes people, it can be very stressful. And so you have all of these transactions that all these things could go wrong throughout the whole transaction. But if we can create a nice little funnel and and create a nice little bow or, and tie it with a bow at closing, generally. And that's when we can win people over, and that's when we can also make the builder, the realtor, the lender, whoever's involved, if we can make them look good, then usually people come to closing, and for the most part, they're happy. Yeah. So. Because anyone in know. real estate, especially first, you know, early on people, they things at times don't go wrong, don't go right. Don't go right. Yeah. Pe people get kind of crazy, right? Like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> people oh, lose man. their marbles. They, I, it's a, a, lot it's of a it's, huge, Oh, it's, it's it, a big deal. It's a everyone, big deal. Right? And so, especially, you know, when it's your first time and you don't really know what's going on. You really want to make sure that you trust your realtor, your lender, your title, title and, and, and the title we're kind of insulated. We do have and we we communicate a lot more than most title companies with the the buyer or seller themselves. Yeah. But most of the time, the seller or the realtor or the lender is the one doing a lot of the communicating for the client. So we're kind of insulated to the client through the realtor or through the lender. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and so the, the people don't generally think of their title guy, right? And that's why I created what I've created 
as you know, branding myself as a real estate expert instead of uh, just a title expert so because good. it really cornered me into you know I would say people I'm in title and people would for the most part be like what's that yeah like oh cool and so it's it you know I still get that opportunity to teach people what I do but then I uh but they they know you know the real estate game too like that's what's cool and really anybody that understands title those people are the ones that understand real estate the very most and I tell anyone that gets into real estate you have to have a killer team and here in St. George that's why For I've sure. always I've always been scared to go anywhere else because my team I have my brothers and my real estate agent yeah. my brother does my mortgage and I have McCray who does my title the title work I'm like God it doesn't get any better yeah no you, know? you have so, yeah. and I just try to follow the fries you know whatever the fries are doing <laughs> my team is my team is killer we even have we're even uh, business part we're even real estate partners yes we are we bought a piece of uh, land together and we Apple Valley there'll be there'll be more to come that's right. I one thing that I think it'd be cool to hear you touch on is how you've made the title like your title company sexy, right? Like title in general, people hear them, yeah, okay, cool. Like what's that? It's not, yeah. it's not sexy. For sure. But you've put Eagle Gate on the map and I feel like you've totally yeah, just the innovation of of marketing and, and how you've done it. Yeah. Explain some things that you've done that have like put you on the map. Yeah. And it has turned it kind of sexy. So Really, it started when we started the company, and I told Les, I told my mom, I said, you just keep doing the transactions, and I'm going to figure out how to get business. And at that time, I was I had bought a con, I had bought my first townhome from nice. Zach Scott. Thank you again, Zach. Uh, it was a nice it was a nice transaction for me. <laughs> uh, and I was like into real estate investing. I was reading the books. I was, you know, I, I wanted to be a real estate investor, but I didn't have any idea what title was just like most of the world. And I knew that my mom closed houses my whole life, but I didn't know the depth of what title was. And I also had a mindset coming from Vivint where, uh, I, every, every cell or every level of cells that you get that you're hitting, you're getting a new backpack, you're getting a new TV, you're getting trips, you're getting, so it was like incentivized really good. Right. So when I, when we first started, I said, I am going to, for one, I had to get my, my marketing license. I, I got that real quick. And then I knew that I just had to go figure out ways to get people to start using us. Awesome. And initially I thought I'm going to do an incentive thing where for how many deals they send, I'm going to give them something really cool yeah and i quickly learned that our ty- our marketing you know the insurance department has us pretty pretty locked down on what we're able to give interesting and so that idea went completely out the window and so i the first couple of months i really just spent trying to figure out you know other than you know taking someone out to lunch or going golfing with somebody becoming friends with somebody how could i really provide value other than just, you know, paying for someone's lunch or because I and I, I wanted to do that and I love doing that. But I it was almost like I felt like I needed to reciprocate. If if I was gonna ask somebody for their business, I I'm not a taker. I my parents raised me to be a giver. And I feel like and I felt like in order for me to really ask someone for their business, I needed something in return to give in return. And so So that's why I created the newsletter that turned into the videos. And that's, what's really, uh, you know, put us on the map because a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of the time, like uh, people don't know title. They, a lot of times people don't 
People think I'm a commercial real estate agent mostly that when is, they don't know me. It's funny. I had someone earlier today. They're like, so what do you do? And I, so I explained it. Uh, but that, that is what turned into, uh, it was actually Tanner Gatchel that gave me the idea. He's like, just, just do a newsletter, whatever, just to start dripping on agents and lenders and, and the like, newsletter is talking about St. George, right? Yes. Like when you, when and, you say that. And so the newsletter started in 2000, early 2016. I And I was like, I hate newsletters, but I got to figure out something. Because I don't want to do just like a templated, hey, it's me with Deagle Gate. Like, yeah. And so I, a couple of things happened to make, it, make me put together what's happening in Southern Utah as a newsletter of like a comprehensive list of everything happening in the county. So I would send that out once a month and I still do send it out once a month. I've never, I've, I, eight years later, seven years later, every single month, the first of every month, that newsletter goes out. But in 2018 is when I fi figured out what a drone was and video was starting to become more of a thing on social media. Yeah. And I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take segments of this newsletter, put it into a dr little drone video and see if I can get more traction. Highlight a part of the city and what's going on yep. in that part. And so it's been five years. April was the first video I put out. And and that's really what has that's been the ultimate network builder for me. And is what may as and is what has made our name or you know uh kind of known in the community. And then the other thing too though is the culture that we've that we've created. I've you know we not only do we go above and beyond so that people do rave about us but we've been told like when people walk into our office, there's just a different feeling of energy in our office compared to the typical quiet office of a title company. Yeah. And the camaraderie that we have, the energy, it's just, there's, there's a, we have an amazing team and we wouldn't be able to do what we do without our, the, the team that we have. And so just the combination of those two things. Um, yeah. And I'll cut you off for a sec. Yeah. Cause I love what you said in, you felt you needed to provide value. Yeah. Right. So the immediate return in doing the newsletter and the, the videos, it's, it's time consuming. It's totally. expensive. Expensive. Yeah. There's no like there's transactional a, return. There's not in that. Like yeah. that was purely, I love Southern Utah. I want to educate. I want to give value. Yeah. Because the, what I most title companies give stats, and I'm a stats guy. As, yeah. as you know, I study the, N, the NBA, the NFL. Stats. You post stats, and I do, too. and I do post stats as well. I have since since COVID, when everything went crazy, and I started looking at like year over year, yeah, stuff, and it was nuts. So, but when I first started, I was like, I love stats, especially in sports, but I don't want to just be another stats guy. I, and I, that's what gave me the idea, part of what gave me the idea to do the newsletter. And I knew that if I just sent that out, that all those realtors, all those lenders, all those builders, they have people they're talking to throughout the entire country that are wanting to move here. The more that they can, and so my give, my, like my give back or my, the reciprocation was like, here's all of this info that you can do whatever you want with, like to provide value to your clients. So then they started sending it out to their clients and, and really like appreciating, you know, what I was, what I was giving, what I was putting out and that you're right. It, it wasn't, people sometimes ask me like, well, how, like, how do you know, you know, the, what's your ROI on the, that, those videos? Yeah. And I'm like, it's invaluable. Like I, I don't even know at this point because the amount of people that I've met in real estate that are directing title for their clients, 
I don't even I can't even count the number of people that I've met like, because I think of you these. Just connected with the governor, didn't you? Yeah, well, yeah, governor, all the like city he, officials here, the county officials. So I, uh, I I think it's to a point now where it's like, all right, it's the it's the time of the month. Like I just watched your Leverkin one today. Yeah. And yeah. it, it, there's like anticipation. <laughs> they're getting it's pretty so, crazy, man. They're it's, getting so good, and there's so much I, going on in our city. Yeah, but it's exciting, and, like and that's are, the funny thing is, it. you know, back in 2016 when I started it, I literally told someone, you know, if I end up running out of content, it's fine. I'll just figure something else out. And as we know, you know, content has only gotten the more this. There's just something happening everywhere in this town, and so it's provided me with. And, you know, with the content to do it. And then at that point, it's just the consistency. And like so I said, cool. I haven't missed a, a first of every month newsletter since I started. I, and when COVID hit and because before with before COVID, a lot of my marketing and relationship making was like going around to different brokerages, meeting people. being, yeah. And I always felt weird doing that. But that was just kind of the thing that you know, what that's, you do, as, that's a what you do as a title guy. Yeah. And so when COVID shut all the offices down for a while. I was like, I got to fill my time more. So that's when I doubled down. Because the first couple of years, I was just doing uh, one video a month. And then that's when I went to one video a week, for the most part. There are weeks that I that timing happens with something, and, yeah. and I don't get it out. But like last year, it was like 39 or 40 videos out of the 52 weeks. And then this year, I've only missed one week so far. And, um, and it's just that consistency. And when you build that consistency... That's when, you know, the first couple of years, my views weren't very good, but I wasn't focused on the views. I, as long as it was getting to the right people and I knew that it was and I was getting feedback from the right people, so good. I didn't need to be, you know, I didn't need all these views. And I still don't I still really don't care about the views. Yeah. All I care about is it gets into the right people and that those people it's a valuable resource to them and to people that are wanting to move here or, you know, wanting to stay here. How, how scary was it to do it? Like both the the newsletter, the videos, the, so, the starting your new company, yeah. like those are all big. Oh yeah, totally. Big I mean, decisions that a lot of people look at that and say, ah, that's too scary. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot, but the 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 benefits, the the fruits that you get when you do something like that are just far outweigh any of the fear that you know that I might have had, and you know the the experience I had with the gym really set me up for for being able to have confidence in starting so ego because some of the lessons I learned, you know, financials, uh, tracking a lot of, a lot of, you know, detailed habits in business. I learned, I, I say that I got my MBA through that experience. And so when I was able to start ego gate, I just started day one with a lot of stuff that I didn't know. And, uh, and then since then, you know, the, the newsletter didn't cost much money, but then once I started pumping out videos and so good. I'm like, man, this is, you know, this is a lot of money. Um, it wasn't, uh, it, it was like, this could be a return or not, but I wasn't focused on the transactions. That's one thing I've always, I've never been focused on transactions with, with, within my, within my sphere. Like I get business from people that I'm friends with. That's real estate. You work with, like you said, yeah. you know, you work with who you trust. Yep. And you go back to who you trust over and over and over and over. <laughs> and if you think transactionally, you only can get so far with that. You have yeah, to think, dude, you've crushed it. You have to think infinitely. Have you ever read The Infinite Game I by haven't. Simon Sinek? Uh -uh. You need to add that. I to, love Simon Sinek. You need to add, there's two other authors on it. You need so to add good. that to your, your bookshelf out here. 
it, the infinite game just talks about living infinitely versus finitely, which is basically abundance versus scarce mindset. And if you just live infinitely, your the way you do business, the way you treat your employees, the way you live your life is just so much. It's so much better. It's awesome. Excited to read that. It's a good one. But no, that's I mean, you so much value in in your advice right there. So at this point, what why grind? What motivates you? Like, so because you you I mean, yeah, dude, you grind. Right? I do, yeah. And and I really, you know, since becoming a dad, the grind has definitely shifted in some ways. I've feel like I've become more efficient on what I actually need to do on a daily basis. I've been able to delegate more of what I, you know, what is maybe more time consuming so that I can be because I'm I'm really into being a dad. I love being a dad. So cool. My dad was my coach, my teacher. You know, I want to be that as much as I can for my kids while still, you know, providing. And so that's one thing that, you know, when I in my 20s, I was like, I want to start a business in St. George because that's how I can control my own destiny. I don't want to have to have somebody else control it. I want to control my own destiny, control your time, my time, my everything. And so that's what, you know, I worked 730 to 530, 630 every day, especially during COVID. It was it was pretty crazy. My mom's always had the workhorse of like people get emails from her at 10 o'clock at night. And I've always had that, you know, even if I wasn't working at night, I'm on my phone and I'm checking emails and I'm, I'm doing stuff for people. This last 18 months, I've really had some shifts in order to be able to be a dad and to be able to take time and like that's been my focus while still building and that's what's been so fun about you know what i do because i can i can pretty much uh control every single day that i have and so what drives me is one providing for my family and having freedom freedom is like the ultimate goal this is what i said on uh jeff and brandon's yeah you know with that, their conversation the other day not in any type of you know arrogant way but i want to be able to do with my family or whatever friends family i want to be able to do whatever i want to do whenever i want to do it. i don't want to be chained down to my phone i don't want to be chained down to my job i don't want to be like i want to i love my job i love a lot of aspects of my phone i love business i love investing but I don't ever want to, f- I, I want to get to a point eventually where I can just up and do whatever I want. Yeah. And I know that it's going to take a lot of personal responsibility. That's why I told them too, like to get there. And so that's why I want to keep, you know, I obviously want to keep grinding. And so that, and then just leaving, you know, impacting more than just me and my family, but impacting St. George as a whole, because I love this place and we are on kind of a rocket ship when it comes to growth here. Yeah. And there's a lot of pros with that. There's a lot, there's some cons with that, but if you do live infinitely and abundantly, the pros far outweigh the cons. And I just want to keep building this town to can, because it is the best place on earth and it can Facts. still be the, it can still be the best place on earth as it grows. It'll get better. I think it's gotten better over the last decade. There's some people Facts. that, that want to want to argue that, but it's only gotten better, and if we do it, if we keep doing it in the right way, um, and we, um, you know, we support developers, and we, we're not, you know, developers are evil. Like, no, developers are actually the ones that have created everything that we have here. Yes. <laughs> like, um, if you have the right mentality, 
local politics, I've become really, you know, I'm not, I've no desire to get into politics, like be on the seat. Some people joke about me being, you know, the mayor and whatnot. It's not no, we in were, my. We were talking about this last weekend when we were together to guys, guys yeah. weekend. And no, it's something that it's been cool to watch your influence and your desire to want to make an impact yeah. and to learn. You're like, dude, I sat down with every can- candidate basically. Yeah. And, and learn I, their views and their whys behind what they're doing, which, yeah. is, which is cool. And, and that's where that's where I, I – it's just – it's so important. You know, national politics on the federal level, I have no – it's it's a lot. Yeah. It's it's whole different story. There's a lot of stuff that, that happens that is questionable best, as we know on our, our yeah. group thread, right? <laughs> so – but local <laughs> politics, I know the mayors. I know the, the city councilmen. I know the city managers a lot, you know, not all of them, but a lot of them, I know that where their intentions are at and I know who they are. And sometimes they get smeared so bad. And so I just like being a voice of like reason because a lot of the times you're hearing voices of displeasure because that's when people want to complain, whether it's the city or whether it's a restaurant or whether it's anything, usually people aren't just raving about how excited they are about something. They're, you know, you're on St. George word of mouth. You know what it's like on there. Uh, it's a lot of times it's negative. And so yeah. I just like to put out a positive, optimistic um, viewpoint based on facts and some opinions of my, you know, of my own. And that's what these videos have, have led me into as well, because I can be a voice of, of just logic and reason, you know, and that's, that, that's what, that's what drives me as well. Cause that'll drive other opportunities for me in real estate, in business to, you know, keep making this. It's been fun to watch. Place man. On Earth. You've, You've done an incredible job. And the other thing I, I wanted to highlight and touch on in, in within Eagle Gate title is how much you give, you know, but with the videos and your time and efforts, but even with your anniversary or what, what the, the, the big luncheon you do and there's oh, a yeah. massive amount of swag. Yeah. Like me and me and all like our buddies, we get excited. Oh like, yeah, hey, every Christmas. Yeah, we're hey Max lunch. Let's go. We're gonna get hats, shirts, yeah. golf ball markers. You just gave me a golf ball towel, so you yeah you give back at a high level. And that's you know that's one of the that was first shaped by our marketing rules. I you know I'm I'm allowed to give items that are under ten dollars and. Uh, they have to have the full name, you know, my full name on it. So that's what started. I was like, okay, I can't create really, really cool swag, but I can create some cool Dude, swag. Dude, at my house, I have tape and, measures. I have oh, pens. Yeah. I got it all <laughs> yeah. with Eagle Gate titles. So, I'm glad. Anyway, you've, and then, cr- you've crushed it with And the that. party, you know, we, we're allowed to have an open house. And so I, I make sure that open house at, you know, the end of the year is like, this is our appreciation for everybody. and So cool. Um, we love to be, you know, in the community uh, as much, giving back. We love Switchpoint. We love uh, – there's so many that I can't think of off the top of my head, but I just love – I love being involved with local. I love seeing where my money is being donated, and awesome. that's why I, I try to do so much locally. And um, it's just – that's just the best way to live. So why go out of your way and network? Because that's where – relationships are everything relationships you know it's it's like if you if you if you um network the right way and if you maintain your relationships the right way with an infinite mind rather than what can i get from you it's like what can i give and you people will feel the the gen you know the authenticity right and people people will want to be around you 
uh, if you do it the right way. And I've just always been a friends guy. Ever, you know, growing up, my parents, I was all over this county, talk, you know, hanging out with people from everywhere until my dad, and we still did, but, you know, my mom and dad finished our basement and made it the place where everybody wanted to come. Yeah. And so that's what, you know, made them happy. It's cool. But I've just always been a real friends and family guy. And so it's really easy for me to maintain friendships. And when you're net, you know, networking done the right way is just so powerful because you never know if you're not thinking transactionally, you never know what's going to happen. Like the, the Apple Valley deal that we have, some of the guys that are, that are in that with us, like it's all through just relationships that that, came together together, right and it's just like opportunities like that it's opportunities to give you know right before this i i um shot a text to our group text about i don't know if you saw that yet but this uh 26 year old mom single mom i might get a little uh um her house burned down in hurricane gosh i didn't want to do this i was crying in my truck before this um but uh she jumped through the window to save her kids wow and uh, Nick uh, Loretzen, he owns Mountain Mikes and um, an insurance shop out in Hurricane uh, Mountain Mikes Pizza. He rallied like the whole town of Hurricane to put on this uh, event tonight in Spain. So Spain's on that list. Yeah. And so anyway, I sent it to the group just to help put the you know help yeah. put the word out. And um, it's just stuff like that that like I see people like Nick that do that like and it's so inspiring like the the list of companies that donated to that was like 25 30 companies the GoFundMe's already at like 30 grand and I, this girl is going to end up with a brand new house and it's and it's not even that not a, and it's not even about that but like the community that because her you know they will be they will have those you know those burns forever but her heroic efforts, getting those kids out of, you know, jumping that through that crazy. window. I didn't see that yet. Oh, and, and pulling those kids out. And then for the community to rally like that, that's what I love about small town. That's what I love about Southern Utah. And that's what I love about the small town business community that we have. Because, you know, you can you shoot ne- out, yeah. you shoot out 25, 30 texts. And if you're well networked, like a guy like Nick, and you can get people to rally, the impact is, it's so unreal. So yeah, I think well networked and trusted, and yeah. the the impact you can have yeah. is what's cool. And even within our friend group, man, we we go through the list of that fantasy chat. We're we're, we're shout yeah. out to BTS fantasy. What year are we going on? This is I've been in it since like 2016, but I know I know. Yeah, we started in like 2009 or no 2000. I can't even remember, but anyway, it's it's going on like 18 years or something crazy. But it's such a, a fun friend group and we're going up this weekend to do our chat or our uh bts fantasy weekend in park city but even you sending that text out to our group and the, and the network we have and our buddies within that like i'm just thinking of how much money and just within our group's going to yeah. be donated yeah it's really cool yeah it's and that's what's so cool to have friends that i know that i can send that to and you know they that are that share the same share the same mindset that yeah. i have right and whether you know the means whether you can give the five dollars or you know however much you can give or the time and the resources that's where if you just have that focus life is just life is just so much better if you just so joyful it's like true joy it's true joy i will wrap up with this why why real estate oh man 
this is a you were entire, to sum it up why yeah. why why buy real estate man there's just so many you know so many it's such a good vehicle there's so many benefits you know financially taxes uh long term you know long term cash flows but then and, and just it, it's something that is just always going to be it's going to work like. always going to if you do it right it's there there's so many possibilities of doing it right and it just makes sense financially it makes sense you know with the way that um our country is very underbuilt yeah and the need for homes is only going to keep getting more and more uh there's just so many reasons why real estate makes so much sense yeah it's a no-brainer i loved you you dropped in there like man you you said a, a few times i wish i would have like yeah in arkansas in arkansas because here if, there, if, if in 2012 like, 13 i mean it would have been a little tough getting you know getting uh a loan or whatever getting a loan but you could have figured whatnot, it out but i, I could have figured it out yeah earlier than than what i did and luckily it was 2014 i think that i bought that from zach and that's really when it started but but it would have been cool to buy real estate. Like I'm thinking, all your reps. It's like wherever city you guys are knocking, while like have it be a goal at the end of the summer that you're buying a rental in that city, and you find a team to manage it. And so, you know, out of out of state investing is sometimes a little scary for people. But I have both in Florida and Arkansas. I have uh, real estate, and I have never seen any of the houses. But it's because I, I had a, the right team that I bought it through and that's managing it. And if you can figure that out, I would have done that in Champaign, Illinois, my Which first you can summer. figure that out, too, yeah. right? Like oh, yeah. You can. It's, it's and then in Bentonville, I, I had three summers there. I should have bought three or four houses yeah. there, you know? Effort and focus. It's just effort and focus. No, I closed on a fourplex this week in Cleveland, Ohio. Nice. So my first out-of-stater. Oh, um, sweet. What books Legit. do you recommend? Uh, Infinite Game, like I said, Atomic Habits, um, is another good Atomic one. Atomic Habits is gold. The the ultimate blueprint for building an insanely successful business, I think, is what it's called. Is it's the dad from Rich Dad Poor Dad. Oh, cool. Um, Keith Cunningham. Nice. I, I think I'm pretty sure. And then uh, another one is Profit First. Profit First for business management is. Like that that book changed my life in regards to cash management in my business. Nice. Um, and then one I just read. This will take us into a different conversation, so we can do it another day. But it's called Breath, and the power of breath is unbelievable. I saw you. And I saw you on that other podcast talking about it. Yeah, so and literally intrigued uh, me. The nose breathing and the, oh, the man, mouth nose, breathing. I, I'm and a the mouth, difference. I'm a mouth breather, and it's the worst thing that you could do. And just intentional breathing helps uh in so many ways just i'm three weeks into like intentionally breathing and also taping my mouth and my energy levels a lot of I, i've see, already seen three weeks in so much that's cool difference from it and so so yeah all right we'll end with this does andrew spainhauer win his first bts championship no this year <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Spade. He does have some killer keepers, though. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. He, he does. He he's got a good in, setup. He went all in on the keepers. So, McCray, any any other words of uh, advice no, that mean, you'd give? Thanks for having me. Keep keep doing your thing because you're inspiring a lot of people. No, you're so, a freaking man. Appreciate you coming. Love on. what you're doing. Okay.